friends. You're a dick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. <laughs> and we're going to have all kinds of, you know, absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just going to go to places you always wanted to go. But, you know, you can tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck. I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel. And I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community, and I am a queer activist. And after you listen today, we would love it if you would follow us in one of the podcast places, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few subscribe leave us a review it helps new people find what we've created and we thank you for listening let's do this hi is what what were you saying i think that now that our podcast is forever gonna have you yelling obscenities at me right when we start and so i mean for the record for the behind the scenes book i'll put that in i'm keeping it all real (laughs) (laughs) well today before Mm. we should we just dive straight into manifestation i feel like there's a fucking lot to say or are there other things that have been on our mind before we go there i mean they they are but we really didn't get a chance to talk about it before and so i don't want to bring up anything you're not ready to, to talk about or don't want to talk about so why don't you just say it this is why I called you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what got in your chakras today. I like it. <laughs> I, mean, I think I it know. feels great. <laughs> I have so many different feelings about it. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm out of it. It's like, okay, I'm going to respect it. You're fiery today. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Good. Good to know. So what are we talking about? Just go ahead and fucking say it. Like, I feel like we, we rarely dance around things that like, I would probably tell you, like, don't bring this up. If it was like, that would have to be a pretty big thing. If I was like, don't say this. Well, no, cause I know we're going to talk about another podcast. Cause we're, we're talking about toxic masculinity and you really having some feels about it this week. And it's really, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I'm reading a book about narcissism and how to uh, basically spot those like narcissistic relationships in your life and to create better like boundaries from them. And that book in particular, it has like, I think just dug up a lot of different things because it is actually pretty common for, which I think we'll probably do an episode on narcissism at one point. A lot of healers and paths have, um, narcissistic relationships or a narcissistic parent, and they swing to the opposite side of being an empath. Um, and I think that it's going to be a really interesting topic to dive into because now that I see it, I'm like noticing it um, everywhere with like my clients and with my friends and and peers. And so it'll be a really good one. But essentially, like it dug up things because I realized that like a lot of specifically like men in corporate America are very narcissistic. Even thinking about our, a lot of our politicians here in the U S there were many narcissists beyond Trump. Like they maybe just weren't as like blatantly obvious about it, but I think that it's um, it, it kind of has almost put these very toxic people into these leadership positions. And it was talking about how oftentimes it's the women that get sacrificed, like in, and the, and that the men get protected usually within companies. And so I was like thinking about past bosses and um, things like that. I'm like, shit, like that, you know, 20 something year old version of Ashley was not strong enough to be like, fuck that. Like you're not firing me for like basically firing this GM who punched a fucking wall. Like literally I reported somebody that punched a wall and had to like apologize at Joe's crab shack to the guests for my boss punching a wall. He thought it was like directed towards them and me reporting it. Like they, and I ended up like, it wasn't a big deal like at the time, but like I was trying to transfer restaurants and they were like, Oh, there's sorry. There's no position for you anymore, ma'am. Like, um, I didn't call me ma'am, but they were like, yeah, we know that you like, I I was going on to like some other position, yada, yada. And, uh, 
I wanted to demote myself from a manager back to a server, like while I was in this commissioned role. And they told me that there was no trainings for servers at Joe's Crab Shack available at that time. They're like, yeah, they're not hosting any classes to train servers. And it's like, I was a fucking manager <laughs> at the other location. I trained the servers. I ran the training program. And so it was such like a blatant lie, like from that Joe's Crab Shack HR. And I was just like thinking of like different circumstances of like sitting with the CEO, like in meeting and him treating me like completely condescending, talking down to me like I was a fucking idiot. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, it kind of reminded me of that Chelsea Handler thing that you sent me. Was it like Pierce Morgan Pierce or something? Morgan. Yeah, Pierce Morgan. We're going to dive into manifestation in a little bit. But anyway, I was just like, you know what? Like, I just, it's not okay. And I, that version of me did not realize that like, that was not okay and did not like, I'm sure that maybe I didn't have like the freedom of like time, you know, to dig into and and be like, Oh, like I need to stand up for myself. I need to fight back for being mistreated. And I just, I don't know. I just think that I want to say something for the women um, and create something somehow for the women that are put in those situations so that they know to stand up for themselves. It doesn't really serve me in any way. It's in the past. I'm sure it might feel kind of good to like kind of let all of that out. But I just think that there's just too many men getting away with acting that way. And I just definitely got a little fired up about it. So yeah, yeah, it's been present. Yeah. And I'm here for however you do want to address it. But I do want to say like the work you do now is kind of a way to help women address it because you're telling women to you're guiding women not telling women to step into their power and to and like when being i mean yeah being a, but it's i mean being a woman that you are now like that shit, shit wouldn't flow no mo. so i think the no more that, i think about that i'm like what would i say if somebody was being condescending to me and i was in an interview and like i worked for that ceo i would fucking say something there would mm-hmm. be like no way that i would let that fly and like I would literally be the one that would like risk my job to stand up for myself. And I would probably like, you know, mm-hmm. be, I, I just think it would look very differently today, but like it was, yeah, I, I don't know. I know this isn't related to manifestation, but I think that these are important things that we need to talk about. And I also know that it's coming back around for me because it's time for me to heal it. And if I'm still feeling like condescended and feeling like, you know, the shame or the, what do I want to call it? Sort of like, I don't even know what what correct words to use, but if I still get those sensations of discomfort in my body, when I think back to these, these different scenarios of men acting like condescending assholes, then I think that there's things that are coming up for me to heal and that there's my body, my soul is telling me, Hey, there's something that you need to do to like, create from this Mm -hmm. to make a better world because you walk through that. And I'm sure that there's probably even, uh, yeah, I don't even want to go into like the sexual assault, like rape side of it, because I think that that's a different situation, but, um, but yeah, there's just a lot of shit coming up for healing right now, for sure. I'm glad you, you got that out. I really am. Sabrina was asking you what the name of the book is called. Hmm. It's called, do you know who I am? I think it's called. Um, <laughs> I love that. <Yeah. laughs> it's such a narcissistic thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it says, don't you know who I am? And it's like, yeah, it's basically saying how like they were quoting all these different celebrities or these different people. And like, you know, people who are like trust fund kids that like, that's one of the phrases of like, don't you know who I am? You know, that, that comes out of the narcissist mouth and how the U S um, in particular, and there's a largest concentration in like the Los Angeles area of narcissists. And um, particularly people think that their parents are just like a little overbearing or strict or mom's just angry or um, mom's just like hard to connect with. Like a lot of times people just think that their parent specifically is that way. But um, I do think it's a it was a really big eye opener to realize like and think about how much specific, specifically in the parent relationship it shaped the uh, you know adult version of me of other healers. But yeah, 
I feel I, like we need to dive in. We're like getting way too much into a topic that isn't that. Hey, but. it's hey, it's our show. We can do what we want. And I think that you <laughs> need it. I think someone might have need to hear that. Like, cause I was telling you, like, I want to have the discussion about how, you know, toxic masculinity, how it's really crafted. And it's made men are made to feel like if you're not in this realm of like toxic masculinity, then there's something wrong with you, you know, when it should be quite the opposite. Where like if you aren't degrading and you don't think that you own everything, including every woman in the room, what's wrong with you, you know? And if you don't, you know, overly and I'm overly sexual person, but I don't think I overly sexualize anyone else, have a power trip over them. If you don't behave that way, then what's wrong with you, sissy, pussy? So I think it's a very interesting to come from both aspects. But yeah, let's get into manifestation now. And now we got all that out. We kind of shook it for a second. <laughs> now let's get into some some delicious mm. things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so the reason that we're coming together on this topic is that our drive back from Sedona a few months ago, we were talking about how much our view and relationship with manifestation um, how much it's evolved like over the last several years from like the first time we came to like the secret. I feel like that's the first time that the law of attraction came into my life was with the book or the movie, the secret, like probably when we worked at Joe's crab shack, like in our early ish twenties. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's when it got really brought to the the forefront. I mean, there's been people that have been working and understanding the laws of attraction throughout history, but it really got, I guess, mainstreamed with the secret and, you know, Oprah brought yeah. her, mm-hmm. her around, I think Rhonda, Rhonda is her name. By the or yeah. yeah. So I, think I think that was an important thing though. Like I think yeah, that that absolutely. was a step forward for like the masses to be introduced Mm -hmm. to a concept like that. So I think that was a big plus. And then when did you say, when would you say like in a more serious, like focused way, it came into your life? Well, I've told this story before, but Crystal, who's one of our reoccurring guests, when she came into my life, she has been, you know, in that just for years, understanding it. And when we used to work at Joe's Crab Shack, (laughs) <laughs> our, you know, our origin story, she really brought it into my life, but I was deep in my alcoholism. I was, I like it, it vibrated and made sense. Everything she was saying, it really, like my soul mm-hmm. would get stirred up. But I was in no way ready to understand that. Cause I was just, was so sick. So when I got sober and it was time to find my higher power, I was like, fuck, like, you know, what's going to resonate? Like what resonates? I had to go on the scavenger hunt and like, mm. like Abraham Hicks and you know, the, the laws of attraction, that's where it start, like the, my higher power started to vibrate. It's like, this makes sense. This really mm. makes sense. You know, these biblical tales are, they're lovely, but they don't, that doesn't vibrate. But when I was reading about, you know, source energy and I'm reading about frequencies and vibrations like that, like I started to get stirred up about it. So for me going on four years ago, that's when I really like dove into it, but it has been this last probably six months where it's been all coming together, like really just coming together, a new understanding. And uh, it, it was this book. I don't know if you can see it. Probably not. Nope, can't. It's called Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver. And it's amazing. And what Tosha does is she talks about, and this is from the Q&A in the back of the book. And this is what the part I want to talk about. Both Ashley's probably have many other things to talk about. But in the Q&A, she says, I find that focusing on manifesting is limited and exhausting since it leaves God out. It often involves shopping lists of what the ego wants to get from the universe. Since the force of love knows our heart and soul completely, deep desires often are fulfilled in a surprising way as one learns to align with it. I like to always say to myself, I don't want to manifest a darn thing. I actually have zero interest. I'd much rather see what God wants to do through me. And that really vibrated. And a non, mm. I mean, she, she means God in a very, I think kind of religious way. I would not speak for her, but that vibrated for me. You know, how can I best serve my time here on earth? And when I'm doing that and you're definitely doing it, you're definitely going more and more into like how your, your best is to serve this universe, the oneness, like that's when everything manifests that is meant for me. You know, if I would have yeah. manifested everything that I thought I wanted 10 years ago, I would have been fucked, you know, real fucked. 
And it's now about trusting the universe and doing the work that is put in front of me, taking, you know, saying a lot of yeses and a lot of no's at the appropriate times. So that's what's yeah. got me really fired up now. Mm. So I do want to pull in Ashley Rainsbarger, the other Ashley that's our guest today in just a moment. Um, but yeah, I will say that 2011 or 2012 is when it came into my life, like, like I guess in a bigger way where I started to take it seriously through a bikini waxing session because she was also psychic and she recommended to me a book. I love this. My life was falling apart at that time and I knew she was psychic and I was getting, um, you know, it was sugared, you know, just to be more specific. But um, yeah, she was like, oh, there's this book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting and you should read it because I was just like basically complaining about all these things that were falling apart. My job, my relationship with my boyfriend, my grandma was like dying and it was like this like, you know, this big thing in the family. And I listened. I was like, I'm going to listen to this psychic, right? Like, of course. And I felt like that was like really in retrospect, the beginning of a lot of things shifting, like, like getting that random call and like it diving into like a, that recruiting job, right? Like find like from a random phone call that I said yes to. And, um, you know, even like writing down about my husband, which I was totally like that list maker vision board, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I very much saw it as like, what are the things that I want? What are the practices? What are the things that I can do, you know, in terms of like actions and the things that I want. And, um, I think that we've both gotten into Wayne Dyer a lot more, Mm -hmm. and I think we'll probably continue on this thread with Ashley, but it's very much was about like you, you attract what you are that like, it really became this way of like being and this, this frequency for me of like being that version of me that already was doing those things that had already written the book and done the Ted talk and had the, the 500 woman membership, you know, that for me, it was just like, well, like, how does she show up? What does she write about? Like, what are the things that she offers? What does she charge? And just like trying to really be in that frequency as much as possible. And that, has like really transformed things for me. I do want to, let's pull in Ash so that she mm-hmm. can uh, jump in on this. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I want you to introduce what you do just before we dive into like all the other stuff, you know? And I feel like I'm so little, but like, know, what's going I'm- on? How can I, <laughs> why is, why is my bad? head so little? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit back maybe. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, my name is Ashley Rainsberger. I am a multi-dimensional coach and healer for female entrepreneurs. I use subconscious growth work and quantum healing really just to help my clients enjoy their life and business again. So I love, love, love this podcast and I love, love, love everything that you're talking about. And I know that you said, um, cause you were kind of fired up when you got started <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know that, um, you said like, this doesn't like feel, maybe it's not related to manifestation, but it really is because like your solar plexus is like on fire and it, it's, it's empowerment. Like what manifestation is manifestation is empowerment because as soon as you are the person who is meant to have the experience you want to have, you'll have it. It will exist the moment, Mm. the moment that you own it. I love that. I do have a request because I heard a little bit of an echo. Can you turn down your volume a little bit? Cause I wanted to make sure. Oh, it's okay. Turning it down. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys hear an echo still? Is that better? I think you're I think so. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So have, would you say that you've had that same experience of like how you viewed manifestation or interacted with it in your life? Has it, has it changed or shifted at all? Yeah, I think, I think I really, I think I was introduced to it with the secret. Um, and then I think 
I got certified in health and life coaching. And then the the concept of mindset coaching came into my life and this idea of how like our thoughts create our reality. That was something like, and I didn't even know that that really had anything to do with manifestation at the time. Um, but just this idea that, you know, everything, everything in life starts as a thought, everything that you have in your law in your life right now, you had to think of before that thought led to a feeling that feeling led to, you know, what action you decided to take or not take. And then that action led to whatever results you created. So the, the idea of just, uh, thinking your way into re reality, that was really attractive to me. Mm. And I think also like we would agree the feeling your way into it as well. Yeah. So that's something that like took me a while to understand. So to have the thoughts is one thing, but what, what I really understand now and what I try to help my clients understand is it's not just good enough to like, you know, journal you know, 50 sentences about the thing that you want to create, right? You got to like take some time to actually feel into what would it be like to be a person who is experiencing that reality? Because what we do is we wake up every day and we expect the same things to happen. And so the same things do happen. And then we mm -hmm. wake up the, another day and the same thing happens. And we wake up another day and the same thing happens. So if we're spending all our energy expecting the same things to happen and taking action because of the same things that are happening, <laughs> then we're not spending any time. We're not spending any energy. We're not spending any intention on the thing that we want to happen, the things that we want to experience. Hmm. James, so, you have something to say. Well, Go ahead. I, so I just, I do hear the echo. echo you hear that echo? Yeah. Ash, you might have to put in some headphones if you can, because I know it can be hard for other people to listen to. Let me look if, at my audio and see if I can change it. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, okay. I changed I, it to my computer audio. Is that better? I think so. Does that work? Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> our, our sophisticated audio check. <laughs> it's beautiful. Is that better? Is there an echo? I think so. Yeah. Uh, everyone else can let us know if, if that sounds better for all of you that are listening. Check in with us. Let us know. Because I know that... Uh, your listening experience. We want it to be, we want yeah, it to be really satisfying guy. for you today. So yeah, Solange says it's good. Yeah. Um, James, what were you going to say? So I just wanted to get uh, actually ours perspective on this. Cause so this is a little bit more of a uh, Tosha goes into. She says, after working with thousands of people over the years, I've found that most people view co-creations as telling God how to get what they want, the ego to want. I want this force of love to use me, not the other way around. It's not that desires go away, but they become preferences that are offered over and over. This is very different from using God in service to ego. I'll be, I'll, if I have a specific need, I'll say the perfect answer is already picked and I'll be shown the right way in time according to God's will. And, you know, you can substitute God with source, universe, whatever it may be. But I, I, how does that resonate with you? I mean, I, I, for me, a huge part of like manifestation, like vision boards are cool and all, but, uh, you know, and Abraham Hicks does going into like, you know, being specific and less specific. But for me, it felt like I was trying to do like a laundry list of exactly what I wanted when I needed room for the universe to really co-create with me and bring certain, you know, like Ashley always points out, God, you're both Ashley's always points out like, you know, <laughs> if you're manifesting a more abundance, you can't, you know, then tell the universe where that money is going to come from. You know, you might get a refund on something. You might get a paying job. You might get like, you know, money in your bank account that you weren't aware of. You might find money. But, you know, I feel like very, people get like very specific and oh, I want to fall in love. I need to look like this. He needs to have this job, you know, instead of letting the universe co-create with you. You might have a different opinion on that. I just want to kind of bring everyone to the round table with their thoughts on that. No, absolutely. I think that that's exactly where we get into trouble when it comes to manifestation, because we're like willing God to make something happen for us. Mm. Like, <laughs> we're like, you know, here's what I want here. Go create it, like make it happen for me. And that's just not the way that it works. It really is a co-creation. Like true manifestation is a mixture of action on your part. Like, what are you going to do to make it happen? Mm -hmm. um, it's a mixture of surrender 
So like letting go and knowing that when you're ready for the thing that it will occur and trust. So not only do you have to like trust yourself to create the thing, to take the action that you said you were going to take, but also trust that you're, you're not doing this alone. We can't possibly be doing this alone. And so it really comes down to having like that connection and that, that partnership with your higher power and knowing that because when it comes to manifestation, we, we get so caught up in the outcome. We get so focused on, I want the outcome. I want the outcome. I want the outcome. And it was kind of something you said earlier, James, you know, if I would have had everything that I wanted or like 10 years ago or whatever, I would not have been able to handle it. Like I would not have, it's like, if you take somebody who's making a thousand dollars a month and you give them a hundred thousand a month, they, it would probably blow up. Like they, it would blow up because they wouldn't be the person they need mm-hmm. to be in order to experience that. And so we have to trust that on the way to manifesting the thing that our heart desires, and there's nothing wrong with everything that your heart desires on the way to manifesting that we've got to learn to trust the experience. We've got to learn to understand that there will be mistakes on the way. There will be failures. There will be things that don't feel good. And it's all just getting us ready for the thing that we truly want, but we've got to enjoy the ride. You know, we've got to have fun on the way. I think about how like they talk about lotto winners uh, end up losing like all of the winnings kind of relatively quickly because it it didn't come into their life in this sustainable way. And I think that oftentimes that we see a lot of lack of patience, like with people and they think like, oh, manifesting doesn't work if it's not like fucking delivered to them on a silver platter, you know, on the exact date <laughs> that they asked for it. And I do think that I, I love what you're saying, Ashley, that we also have to become the person and that we're meant to learn specific lessons and that we really need to get out of the way of thinking that we know exactly what is needed for us because universe, God, goddess, like knows exactly what we need to experience and who we need to become and the path we need to walk, I think to create that. And so I do think that timing thing um, can be interesting when people try to say it doesn't work because it didn't like, you know, happen on that exact date. Yeah. And then what happens is like, we give up, right? We think like, oh, I tried for a week and (laughs) nothing happened. Like I journaled for, or even if you do it for a month or even if you do it for a year. And so then we, we let our subconscious patterns like get in the way of deciding, well, that must mean, that must mean it's not for me, or that must mean I'm not good enough for that thing. Or, or that must mean God doesn't want me to have it or whatever. And Mm. if it's something you still truly desire, then, I mean, for me, that's the guiding force. If I want it, if I want to create it, if I want to experience it, if I want to have it, there's a reason for that. There's a divine reason for that. And so, so long as you still want it, so long as that's an experience you want to have, you've, we've got to trust that we're just getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. I love that you say that. And for me, I experienced a lot of fake co-creating. Where I was like, okay, I'm going to get in a positive mindset. I'm going to believe this is coming for me. I'm going to I'm gonna vibrate like it's already happened. And I'm going to do this for a couple of days. And when it doesn't happen, I'm going to throw a fucking hissy fit. I'm going <laughs> to give up. And that's complete. To me, I understand now it's complete, like fake co-creating. If you're like mm-hmm. doing it half-heartedly and you still have doubt in your heart and your soul, that shit ain't going to work, you know? And just real quick, I keep going back to this book, but I just love it so much. So a question that is asked is, if I don't tell God what I need, how will it know? Don't I need to be, make specific vision boards to the universe so it doesn't get confused? And she says, God made you. Are you kidding? Now I live this way. I'm always astonished how divine brings even the small things I didn't know I ever wanted or needed into my experience and how they arrive. I do love Tosha Silver, and I will say that, like, uh, her other book, It's Not Your Money, is one that I've really liked, like, because I do think it's a very different um, experience of thinking about money, and that it's just like we all come from the same place. And it's just like, if you, the more that we think about it as like our money comes from that ego place of realizing that, like, money ultimately is an energy and it doesn't really belong to anyone other than to source God goddess. And it's like really 
it, it almost like brings a freedom to think about it that way, like to turn it into that energy, at least for me, it does rather than feeling like it's this thing that I'm separate from. What are your thoughts on that, Ash? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, money, money is an exchange of energy. Um, it, it's and really when I first started to like look at money, I started to look at the things that I was spending money on because you can really tell like what you prioritize in life when you get really honest about where you're spending money. And I was like horrified. <laughs> I was like, well, no wonder I'm not creating what I want because I'm spending all this energy, like all this money energy on things that aren't actually adding like any real value to my life. So what does that say about how I value my life, right? And it's such a tricky thing because like I grew up in a family, I experienced poverty, um, I experienced scarcity, I experienced lack. And there are so many stories in the world about lack and scarcity and how there's just not enough. And yeah. so that's one of like the biggest like wounds that we carry, that we carry around. But it's very interesting to see when you start trusting those, when you start trusting what it is that you desire to create, you start trusting yourself to take the action as if it's going to be created. And you start trusting your higher power, God, the universe, whatever, to, to support you as you do that. It's very interesting to see just what happens. It's very interesting to see um, how money comes into your business. It's very interesting to see how it shows up. It's very interesting to see how the things that you need to have paid for get paid for. And we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy stressing out about how that's going to happen, what that's going to look like, what's the biggest, you know, what's the bigger picture, what's the strategic plan or whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's like, that's what I call like the trust factor. Like, you know, it starts small, but start asking yourself, you know, how can I trust? How can I start trusting in small ways that this is going to open up for me? And I've found, I've found in my personal experience that money opens up for me when I allow it to. Mm, I love that you're talking about allowing as well. Cause I think that that's like such a big Abraham Hicks thing of like staying in that place of allowing and receiving, yeah. because I do think that like, how can like that amazing fucking idea pop in if you're in that place of like freaking out, like it just doesn't match up. It's not going to come. And, and if you're not allowing it to come. And, um, I even heard, you know, whenever I shift more into like focusing on being in that receiving mode, I heard a great thing from this other healer and she was talking about uh telling your like guides your spirit team that you want to cash out basically saying like all right spirit team like i'm ready to cash out i'm ready to receive like anything that's been accumulated for me go ahead and send it my way like and just allow me to yeah keep giving me those reminders to stay in receiving mode and i i love things like that because i do i like taking those moments of pausing to remind myself to just like sit back and chill and receive yeah. More is always coming. That's what I always say to myself. More mm. is always coming. And it always does. It literally always does. <laughs> mm. I'm curious with those watching, James, sorry, like to cut you off. But if you are watching with us live, I'm not seeing. Um, I feel like I want to get our viewers involved today asking mm. their questions with Ashley about manifestation. If you feel stuck with something or if you even just want to share, hey, this is what I'm manifesting right now. I would love if you all would drop that um, in the comments, but what were you going to say, my love? Well, so here's the, the real thing that I, I've come to understand about where I often go astray with, with manifesting. It's not so much the, like the, it is the trusting the allowing all that of money, but it's also the feeling that you want to get from that money being readily available to you, being in your bank account, that feeling of freedom, that feeling of, of security, of, of you know serenity, of being able to help other people. It's that feeling that we're, we're meant to tap into and hold on to, the feeling that it's already come, the same with love, that feeling of like, oh, I'm understood, I'm seen, I'm valued. You know, when we gravitate onto that feeling and hold on to it, even though you can't see it, touch it, smell it yet, as Abraham Hicks always says, that's when it comes. It's not necessarily being like, oh, more money's going to come. More money's going to come. It's, I know it. It's feeling secure, feeling like, oh, I, I can be abundant. I can, I can donate to charities. I can lend my sister 20 bucks. You know, when we have that feeling, 
that trust, that's when it all comes because it is law. And that's where I go astray. And that's what I know, but I often hold on to, do well, and then let go of, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, I mean, it really is like a balance, right? Just like anything, anything else in the universe. It's really a balance of like what makes sense for me and how can I just get a little bit out of my comfort zone? How can I trust a little bit more like in this moment than I normally would have? How can I give a little bit more? Mm -hmm. That's what it is for me. Yeah. I want to talk about the, the giving part because there always is that balance of like the give and receive. And I think that that was like, I feel like love and money are probably the biggest things that we hear about that people are usually actively manifesting. Um, but I want to say it was like from reading that Jen Sincero, um, I forget what her money book is called, but people you were probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And talking about like really having those feel good feelings when it's leaving. And like when you're paying your bills or like just being in that place of gratitude when you're like buying something at a store. And so I've just been like, also shifting in, I think that's that view of like being in reverence for like the entire experience and knowing that it's meant to like move and flow. And so I love that you're um, talking about that giving aspect as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think it's so important. It reminds me of just the thing that comes to mind is like, um, you know, like Facebook, for example, like business owners, being a business owner, working on Facebook, you can't just, you know, put out content and just expect everybody to give you love and give you comments and give you likes. You want to go out there and do the same mm. in in Facebook. You want to go out there and you want to give love and you want to give comments. You want to give likes. The thing that yeah. you want to receive in the world, you want to mm. give more of. Yes, yes. And uh, it really hit home when Dyer said in The Power of Attention, you know, and he's talking directly about manifestation, but he doesn't such like a fucking like master way and he's saying like you know we all think that if we think about things enough it will come to be and that has some truth to it but it says you know you manifest what you become so if you're of love if you're of service if you're of abundance if you're of security then you will manifest those things in your life and i've thought about it backwards too where I have attracted love into my life and then I deconstruct it because I stopped being mm -hmm. of love, you know? And I think that's, you know, you're using the example of people winning the lottery and then losing it all. It's because we go the opposite way with it then. We don't become those harbingers of love, of security, of service, and then it all fucking falls apart. <laughs> so. Solange, yeah, I was just pulling up some <laughs> of the the manifestation goals. Susan is sending you those um, cough the baby out vibes as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so Solange did have, um, a question, like she's asking it, like, do you particularly like manifest like with certain moon cycles, like, or is that a part of any of your practices? For me, that's like starting to be a thing. Um, it hasn't, hasn't always been before, but, but there's, there's, there are times when there's just the energy is better than other times. There's times when like, it just makes more, it makes sense. Like more of the energy is behind it. So um, I always say like, don't wait for a full moon or like, don't wait for these things to happen for you to work, to create it. But also like those times are really good. Like use that energy for your benefit, use that energy for, for what you want to create. Well, Go ahead, Ashley. Oh, I just love this as well that Sonia was saying that she's like, I saw a video of a woman in an incredible home with the most amazing tub. And I thought how amazing it would be to have one today. I'm house sitting in the most amazing home with a full immersion tub. And I'm so happy right now. <laughs> and so I think it's like, I think that's the perfect example of like, like leaving that spaciousness to like, see how it shows up in ways that we never even expected it. And so, um, Thank you, Sonia, for sharing that. That was perfect. I love that. I always notice things like in my environment that show up, um, whether it's like repeating numbers or it's something that just looks really familiar or just something that grabs my attention. And for me, like that's always like confirmation, like I'm going in the right direction. I'm doing I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm moving the way I'm supposed to be moving. So that's really mm. cool. 
I just wanted to say something real quick on like the whole moon and the cycles and like the doing the ceremonies. What I've really learned from growing up in this culture of understanding is you can't be a fucking dick. <laughs> and then, you know, the full moon or new moon rolls around. You're like, oh, I'm going to plug into universe now. And I'm going to get everything I want because the, it's a full moon or it's a new moon. And I'm going to go back to being a dick the next day. For me, it's a supercharger. If you're already in the flow and you're working with the current of universe and you're in that stream that Abraham Hicks talks about, and you then do decide to honor the moon cycle and tap into that energy, it's like a supercharger. But I watch mm. and I see a lot of people that are kind of dicks in my life <laughs> that I keep at arm's length and I see them like talking about moon rituals and that's beautiful and it's everyone's right. But it's like, how far are you going to think when you're working against the current of oneness? You know, because ultimately our goal is to be of oneness. If you're working against the vibration of oneness and then one, like one or two days a month, you try to tap into source energy. For me, at least, that's that's not how any of this works. <laughs> no, I mean, it's you, it's a lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, are you really connected or are you just being connected when it's convenient for you? You know, and that mm -hmm. that that shifts and that changes and that evolves. It's not like you have to follow the same routine every day. It's not like you have to do that. But are you constantly like tapping into that inner wisdom? Like, are you constantly, you know, wondering and looking or taking responsibility for mm. what you're trying to manifest. It's like, it reminds me of mercury retrograde <laughs> and how everybody's like, everything is falling apart because it's, you know, because it's retrograde or whatever. And, you know, I don't find that that's always true for me. I find that things are just fine. So <laughs> we don't have to like use it as an excuse to, to not do what we're supposed to do. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we got here, the conversation, because this is where I think truly people go wrong with manifestation is like you just said, you hit it perfectly. This is a lifestyle. <laughs> this is a lifestyle of giving. And, and when you're giving, you're open to receiving. And I've certainly mm -hmm. seen myself where, you know, not to like pat myself on the back where quite often I'm so in the mode of giving that I forget to be in receiving mode. You know, and Brashley, as we call her, she calls me out on all the time. So, like, that's where I think people go with skew with manifestation. Vision boards are great. They're lovely reminders. They're a great way to really get that all flowing in their head. You know, again, moon energy mm -hmm. is great. It's real shit. The cycles of the moon are real. But if you're not tapped into source and working with source on a constant basis or trusting source, then you're not going to get very far in your manifestation uh, journey. Yeah, because and it really is. Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Ash. You're good. I was going to say, I like, I like that James is like trying to emphasize like the feeling of it. It's mm -hmm. like, not just that you're like creating the vision board. It's not just that you're journaling, like taking the time to like really feel. And people, I think people will always say, well, what if I just don't like, I don't know what it's like to have a million dollars. How am I supposed to feel like what it's like to have a million dollars? But I always say, well, what's the next best thing? Right. Like what is what's like a time when you you won something on a lottery ticket or you had a really good conversation with a friend or you just had this amazing like moment by the beach, whatever it is, like taking more time to just sit quietly and tap into those internal feelings of abundance. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. what we're going for because the more you teach your brain and your body to tap into that space, the more it's going to want to experience it externally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that brings up that like, it should be something that you can believe because I think that sometimes if we can't believe and see ourselves as millionaires and maybe it needs to start at like, well, maybe it's 80K or 100K because maybe yeah. we are like, yeah, like I totally see myself there. And I do think that while I don't know, James, my, I know a lot of people would say bigger is better, but maybe it's not always better when it comes to manifestation, if you don't believe it. <laughs> um, but I, I think talking about like, I do want to talk a little bit about if there's any practices or things that maybe each of us does. And I'd love to hear from everyone watching as well. But I think just that thread of like seeing it as this lifestyle, the more that I've shifted into, um, I'm, I've been calling it working with like my taboo persona, but the more that I'm just like, what is this version of me that is just like completely crushing it and she's already there and she's just this full expression of herself, like creating all the things that she wants to create. The more that I've just like matched up with that and I've really honed in on like 
living into that expression of me, like in each moment and creating from there, I do feel like that's the biggest difference that I've seen because it has like that effect on like all aspects of, of life and business, or at least as much as I'll let it be, you know, when I'm not resisting. (laughs) I know like for me, like the two things that I'm always thinking about, like is number one, am I taking enough time? Am I taking enough time to reflect internally? And that can look like so many different things. It can look like journaling. It can look like walks in nature. It can look like meditation or doing mantras or, or whatever it looks like to you. But also, like, am I tapping into my joy? Am I tapping into my creative energy? Because we have to think about this, like, what is God? What is the universe? It is like the ultimate creator. It created us to be creative beings. And so I know like business, especially like when we're talking to business owners, business is really fun, right? And we feel really creative in that. But also we don't have to, we don't have to hustle. We don't have to think that if we're not being, if we're not being productive, that we're not doing something really good for our business. And so like, how much time are you having, enjoying, how much time are you spending enjoying your, yourself like how much time are you are you painting are you are you singing are you dancing are you spending that time with your friends like are you having fun or are you trying to tell God and the universe that you want to have more fun you want to have more freedom even though you're working 80 hours a week right like yeah. why would why would you be able to manifest more freedom if you're not allowing yourself to have more freedom it's mm-hmm. you're not you're not letting God or the universe know that you're ready for that, that you want to experience it. I love that. I, I personally, this is the last couple of months. I, I think I've talked to you, Brashley, about the, the book, The Year of Yes. And it's about like, I, I help a lot of people. I'm so blessed to do it, but I'm not making myself available for the universe to do magnificent things in my life. Yeah. So that means like, you know, even going to the gym more, that means, you know, even like going to your healing circle the other day, uh, even going to like a uh, sage holistic, going to their meditation circle, all these things that I think are great and grand. And I hear other people doing, but I don't make myself available to, cause I'm so saturated in other people's lives. And then I'm exhausted from it. Like you're saying, you know, so for me, the new practice is getting in that feeling, you know, the example of like, well, I don't know what a million dollars feels like. Well, what, why do you want it then? You know, if you, if you're trying to manifest a million dollars, what sensations are you feeling behind it? So for me, I'm starting to feel more love for self, you know, and if I love self, love has to come. It is law. You know, we had a book study last night with untethered soul. And I was talking about how the universe, it only hears the bell you're ringing. It doesn't know it from good or bad. If you're ringing a a bell of discontent, the universe goes, James loves discontent, send more. I want to appease James, you know? If you're ringing the bell of fear, the universe goes, that person keeps ringing the bell of fear. I want to appease them, here's more. But if you're ringing a bell of love and success and new opportunities, it is law. The universe Mm -hmm. has to ring that bell back. So that's where Mm -hmm. I'm making sure that I'm actually doing it and not preaching it these days. Yes. The universe is just here to match our vibration. That's all it's doing. It's it's yeah. not about, it's just, it's giving you what you want, the vibration that you have. It's the vibration that you get, period. Good or bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yes. And then I think as well, like I've even, I have really found that I wasn't always using this in my personal life, that it was more like in my business and like related to money. And then I started to like bring in like certain things of like, my son not running away from me at the park or (laughs) like my, you know, baby will like be waking up because she's still breastfeeding in the middle of the night. And there's times where like, you know, sometimes she'll go back to sleep. So instead of like going to that place of like, no, like I'm exhausted. Like I I need you to go back to sleep. I've just been like, my bed is so comfortable. (laughs) I'm so relaxed right now. Um, I, I actually legitimately ask my my grandma that's in spirit. I'm just like, grandma, Kathy, like, can you bring some healing Reiki vibrations to Sage right now? And just like help calm her. And I'm just going to keep enjoying this bed. And I, cause I love sleeping and I li- I feel like a, a lot of times it works. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> yes. yes. I love that. I love that so much because what do we do too is like, we get so focused on like 
well, what do I want to experience like in a year? Like, what's the big picture? But what if you narrowed it down to like, what do I want to experience this month? Like, what, mm. what do I want to experience this week? What do I want to experience today? Like, what do I want in this moment? And you'll actually find like a lot of the things that you just want to feel that you just want to create. Like you can literally like create it right now if you would just get up and go do it. Or if you would just allow yourself to feel it. A lot of the things like we think that we want all these things, but what we really want is the feeling that the experience will bring. And we can tap into a lot of those feelings now. Absolutely. Can we just talk real quick about how, and I've, I've been guilty of it, and I think just leading up to this next year of my life, this current experience, the accidental focus on lack and how people think if they, if they, you know, like, let's use love for an example, because the easiest one for everyone to understand, you know, if we really focus on like, I, can, I need to find a boyfriend, I'm going to find a boyfriend this year, I'm going to find a boyfriend this year, universe, bring me a boyfriend, universe, I, I need a lover, I, universe, I need to get laid, right? But those vibrations <laughs> are, are all focusing on lack. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's where I've gone askew with, with manifestation, but I don't think a lot of people realize that have, have both of you experienced that with the clients you work with the focus on lack? Yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely because it's so easy. It's so easy again, just to like fall into the same pattern of, I want this thing. I want this thing so badly. So what do we do is we spend a lot of time in the feeling of wanting the thing. And I get it. It's so tricky because we, we do want the thing, right? Like We really do want to experience it, but we're forgetting to like have gratitude and have like this feeling of acceptance and love and surrender for where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And and to honor and give gratitude for every experience that we've had up until this point. So like if you're really frustrated and stuck on the fact that you don't have what you want to have, what you're telling the universe is I don't have this thing. I just want to stay in this feeling of I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And I don't trust that you're going to help me get it. Because if I really trusted that it was going to be created, I wouldn't have all these feelings of wanting. I wouldn't have all these feelings of frustration. And so we're not focused enough on just again, being present in the moment rather than being anxious about the past or being super frustrated and, and, you know, fearful of the future. Mm. I know that we don't have a ton of time left together, but I would love to hear, um, or have each of us just share like any favorite things that we listen to, or whether it's books or podcasts or practices that we also, um, might enjoy like when it comes to manifesting mm. we're, all just, <laughs> we're all just staring at each other I'm just gonna think well, well uh as far as book i highly highly recommend this book uh Out outrageous openness uh letting the divine take the lead because i absolutely did shift and she has such a sense of humor man and when I'm in sense of humor, which is my natural state of being, and I, I talk to universe every morning, you know, I talked about like today, let me be in good humor. Let me be in joy. You know, let me watch for like fun. Like she's a good humor. And she talks about when you're in that state, even the pratfalls become blessings. You know, when you're in that state of, and we've talked about it for curiosity instead of judgment, when you're in that state, even things going askew, become great stories that build to a great future. And so I just really appreciate her insight. So that's the book I would definitely recommend. And I know I've talked about it a million times, but overnight manifestations are my jam. And if you don't know what they are, look them up. It's, you know, it's kind of like an overnight meditation, but it works through your subconscious and really sets you on a different vibrational path for the day. Well, I love that. Um, I'll actually share something that I've been practicing recently because something about me is I have a pattern of coddling myself. <laughs> and so I have really good at giving into my feelings of just not taking action um, because I just don't feel like it. And if you do that too much, that creates a problem. <laughs> and so something that I've been doing recently is kind of like a two-step two process. Number one, do it anyway. Like do it anyway. A lot of times, like when we decide, like we're going to like manifest something, we want to create something and we have like these 
you know, you want to create action steps that feel really good to you, that feel like in alignment with what you're capable of currently. Um, a lot of times what will happen is like the, the logical brain will get in the way. It'll tell you that you can't do it or you can't do it fast enough or you can't do it the right way or it's not clear enough. It makes me think of like every time I create a new offer, right? Like there's all these voices that tell you why you shouldn't do it um, and blah, 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 blah. And so what I've been practicing lately is not allowing that voice to stop me. Like, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's painful, even though I don't want to, because I know that it's a pattern to stop, I have told myself, nope, I'm just going to tell it to be quiet. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to tell it to be quiet. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to tell it to be quiet. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, So like, for example, if you have like a health goal and you want to get on the treadmill, even just 10 minutes a day, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Keep the commitment that that you set for yourself. And then also like how much voice do we give to like that inner critic, that critic that says we're not enough, right? Make a conscious effort to listen to, and this is really cheesy, but listen to your inner cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Like listen to that one that gives you love, that gives you forgiveness, that gives you grace, that tells you that you're freaking awesome. Keep going and ask the inner cheerleader. Whenever that inner critic speaks up and tells you that you can't, ask the inner cheerleader what she has to say. Mm-hmm. I like her. Yeah. The inner roommate's a dick, but the inner yeah. she's cool as fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I have gotten into scripting recently. There was a book by, I think her name is Peta Kelly called Earth is Hiring. That if anyone has Audible, I'm pretty sure it's in like the Audible, like free kind of library. But the scripting was like, basically writing these different paragraphs that you're like already in the place of, um, you know, feeling and experiencing whatever it is that you created. So it's not focused on the specifics like we were talking about, but it's general enough that you're just like, I just feel amazing. And like, I'm here at the book signing and like, I just feel so overjoyed. Like they did such an amazing job and all the colors are just like, so me, like, I just like feel like such gratitude that I've had these people show up and like, yada, yada, right. You just do a paragraph for each of the things. And I love how she would always end it with how can it get any better than this? And so the point is to like update them, you know, constantly and to like read them at least once a day, whether you do it to yourself or out loud. So I really love, um, writing. And I do love like when I go back and read something that I wrote when I was really in that frequency, it like drops me back into that, that specific vibration. So that's been something, um, I would say, uh, Talia joy's podcast, awakening her. Like, I always feel like I need to hear the same kind of shit over and over again. Like, even though my logical brain knows, I just keep having to have it like, um, you know, I want to be reminded of it. So I keep living into it. So I love that. Um, And I'd say I've been really into a lot of Carolyn Elliott stuff and her deepest fear inventory, I feel is really good um, to see where you're blocking things because of that, that Carl Jung quote, like until you make the unconscious conscious, it runs your life and you call it fate. That if there's something that I'm, I say that I'm wanting, but I know that there's some kind of block there or that I feel there's a little bit of that self-sabotage, then um, I, I basically go through and. I write why I refuse to have it on a piece of paper so that I could tear it up after. And I put the 20 reasons of because I have a deep fear that I, or because I refuse to feel and I make it all personal about the things that why I'm saying no, or maybe pushing something away. And a lot comes up, man, that like, I know I didn't even realize was there because I'm just in stream of consciousness. And that allows me to see it and to be in choice around it. And then I tear it up telling my unconscious, like, fucking delete this we're done with these patterns and now i see it and i i i know what to watch for so those are my faves lately yes i will say too like any anything by joe dispenza because i'm really about the science of spirituality like the science of it too and quantum physics so the becoming supernatural and uh breaking the habit of being yourself both really good Mm -hmm. too Mm mm-hmm So Ash, where can people come play with you? They, I also have a podcast. It's called the mindful business coach podcast. Um, and I have a mindful business coach Facebook group. So you can just come hang out with me there. I think we're going to be dropping your links right now. If you guys are not yet following Ashley for you to catch up with her, but 
thank you for coming back and being our guest again and just bringing such wisdom and this amazing perspective of this topic. We really appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. You're so fun. You're amazing. I will come here all the time if you let me. So I have a request, <laughs> I have a request. Next time you yeah. come back, we go back to Aliens Girl, all right? Because yes. you were getting me all hot and heavy. Not aliens, <laughs> other worldly beings. <laughs> like you were getting me all hot and heavy and I'm not done having that conversation with you. So can we all agree to that? Go back to the Aliens table and shrooms. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sounds Chill. like an amazing I'm here podcast. For it. Thank you so much, my love. Bye, Ash. Bye. Bye. Uh, so um, I know we want to talk about quickly the cacao ceremony that's going down next week, like after the podcast. And Let let's talk like, about next week as well, like the topic next week. Make it so what naked cacao ceremony oh the, yeah like <laughs> so um next week we're actually going to dive into the transgender journey and we have two amazing guests that are joining us i'm really excited that we actually found um this woman who is a mom of a transgender um, nine-year-old. And so I think that I was actually watching Transhood recently on HBO. And I think that it's often really misunderstood with um, like a transgender child. And I just think it's really important to listen to the people that are really raising our, our children, right? Like, and what their perspective is, what the journey's been for them, maybe things that they want people to know. And then we both have a close friend, like a mutual friend of ours that's joining us as well. That's a trans man. And he's going to bring the different perspective of being the adult and transitioning as, uh, as an adult. And, um, I also love that he always brings like the spiritual perspective things as well. So, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited to have this conversation because I, I think I've realized, um, in recent conversations, I think we'll, we'll save that for next week of things brought up by other family members that, that it actually is something that I, I get deeply protective over, like mm -hmm. with like, um, trans youth or trans adults. So well, I think this yeah. is an important one. Well, yeah, I think they, the, the thing is, I think people get so, wrapped up in, you know, protecting or acting like they have all the answers or they understand everything. To be quite frank, like, you know, a few years ago, myself understanding the trans journey, I didn't understand it at all. Even as a member of the LGBTQ whatever plus community, I didn't understand it. I held no judgment to it. I, l I love my trans brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. And it's yeah. okay to admit that. And it's yeah. getting, getting to know people in the community and understanding the journey that you get to really understand. Again, we're all one. We're all one yeah. motherfuckers. So we all have to understand each other's journeys. So understanding yeah. and coming to the table without any preconceived judgment or notions. And let's just have that fucking conversation. Ask questions. If you have questions, you know, this yeah. community for, is just so much about sharing information and telling their story and, you know, being forthcoming. So please join us. If you have questions, if you don't understand, don't mm -hmm. be afraid to like, Hey, I don't understand this. Help me yes. understand this. Yes. And then we are doing our cacao ceremony and it's going to be shortly after, like there'll be a half hour or so break between when we end that episode. And then when we start our cacao ceremony, it's going to be on zoom. So it is going to be interactive. So we all get to to play and enjoy this cacao ceremony together. Um, I did talk to Sarah. We've, we have a link in our group in the spiritual rebels and misfits group on Facebook. And so I'll have Solange link to the group, but there's an event in there and there is a registration so that you can actually get the zoom link. And there's also a link that if you do want to have, um, order cacao, like that ceremonial cacao, we have our, our cacao supplier, Sarah, she said that mo by Monday is when you'd want to order it. By this Monday is when you'd want to order it for you to receive it by Friday. And I think it, it's just going to be beautiful because like we do this together where we set these intentions, where we pull cards and we're really going to be tuning into the energy of the, the spring Equinox, Equinox, yeah. Equinox, right? Yeah. So yeah. So get a hold of our dealer by Monday or cacao, <laughs> cacao dealer. dealer. And yeah, you know, next next Friday there'll be a half hour to get butt ass naked to come to the cacao <laughs> experience, right? That's how it's going down. 
I just want to make sure you're explaining this correctly. We're going to have our transgender talk with our transgender brothers and sisters, get butt ass naked and drink, drink some okay, cacao. Some get people weird. though, they don't know what a cacao ceremony is. And there's going to be some people that are just like, I don't know that I want to participate in naked cacao. Like James is, he's joking. Like I, I know that you totally did like full moon ceremonies naked in your youth. And that's just, you know, part of your, you know, but I, I love that say, for you. I yeah. do want to say anyone that isn't comfortable with cacao, like if you want to bring like a delicious herbal tea, hot cocoa, motherfucking cocktail, if you're a drinker, like this yeah, is Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It's intention. Cacao is chocolate that has not been sweetened or, you know, there's nothing that's been added to it. Um, and so I do want to mention that that's legitimately, you know, what it is, um, that we're drinking and that it has a taste when you prepare it as a drink, um, kind of tastes just like bitter, uh, chocolate or like, but it's kind of thick and, and, and creamy. It's, I think it's really good. I think it's delicious and I really enjoy the flavor of it. And I think it's meant to be, um, heart opener, just every, every plant, everything has a vibration. And so it's legitimately about like the heart chakra. And I think it's all about opening to receiving. And we, as a group, we are able to co-create and sort of pull each other's frequencies up so that when we come together, if there is something that you want to fucking manifest, come to the cacao ceremony and open your heart to receiving and get in that place of like calibration when we're setting the tone of all these vibes, get in the place of, um, you know, calibrating from, uh, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. And, I'm getting and tired we're, tonight. And but. We're, <laughs> we're going to give a lot of gratitude. So it's, you know, my experience with cacao, it's really getting into gratitude. And that's the quickest way I know to manifest is when I'm fucking grateful for what is before me and what mm -hmm. is coming more yeah. deliciousness come it is law so it's about getting really gratitude grateful and you know if there's a bunch of us we can be grateful for this experience together so it's gonna be exciting naked yeah yeah it's the first time that we've been like live and being able to interact with you guys because right now we can only see your comments so that'll be fun but thank anyway you. thank we you will for hanging out with us week bye everybody bye